With Lovebook Online, each page is a piece of the puzzle. Every moment, every laugh, every tear. It's all part of the puzzle that makes up your relationship. List all those special reasons in your own personalized love storybook. You've heard the saying, it's the thought that counts. With Lovebook, you get to create a gift that gets straight to the heart of your relationship. Guaranteed laughs and tears. Receive 20% off your love book. Link is in description. Christina was 22 years old. Her death still remains unsolved, but it unraveled a surprising tale of elopement, life insurance policies, a possible love triangle, suicide letters, and attempted murder. Christina was born in Toronto, Ontario, Canada on August 7, 1925. Her father was Kazmier and her mother was Mary. They were Polish immigrants and devout Roman Catholics. When Christina was 22 years old, she was working at a bank and she was dating John named or nicknamed Jack for about three years. Jack was 26 and he was an army veteran. Christina's family did not approve of Jack. He was not Roman Catholic, but they also had a bad feeling about his roommate and his best friend, Ronald, who was 28. Ronald was from Northern Italy and he immigrated to Canada. He had a diverse range of jobs, from construction to insurance, a hairdresser to a ballroom dancer. It was not his work history that concerned Christina's parents. They thought Ronald was overbearing, and he spent far too much time with the young couple. Everywhere Jack and Christina went, Ronald was with them. They wondered if Ronald was infatuated with Christina and they did not want this strange man anywhere near their daughter. Their plans to keep Christina away from Jack and Ronald failed. When you have love-struck young people, trying to keep them away is um, the worst thing you could do because it only brings them closer. And when Christina would go to Jack and Ronald's, she eventually stopped coming home and she would just stay there. When Christina didn't come home for two weeks, her sister Helen went to Jack and Ronald's apartment to try to convince Christina to come home. There was a huge argument and the police were called after they received a call from a worried neighbor. A couple of days later, on May 12, 1947, Christina and Jack eloped. The newlyweds spent several days in Jack and Ronald's apartment, and then on May 17th, they headed to a cottage Ronald owned in Severn Falls, Ontario. The cottage was a two-hour drive, and it was quite isolated and only reachable by boat. It was supposed to be Jack and Christina's honeymoon, a cottage getaway, and Ronald was joining them. 
On May 20th, just a few days into the honeymoon, Ronald left Christina and Jack at the cottage, and he went for a boat ride on the river. When he returned at 6.30 p.m., he arrived to find a horrifying fire at his cottage. Ronald raced into the burning cottage and frantically searched for Jack and Christina. He was calling out their names and running from room to room. He finally found Jack in the living room. He was barely conscious and was bleeding profusely from a gash on his forehead. Worried for Christina, Ronald shook Jack and asked him where she was, but Jack was in a disoriented stupor and he could not reply. After, Jack, after Ronald got Jack to safety, he ran back into the cottage to find Christina, but he couldn't find her and had to leave the burning building. Ronald asked his neighbors to put out the fire and while he took Jack to the hospital. But in less than one hour, the cottage has, had burned to the ground. Only the brick base of the cottage remained. A short while later, Christina's body was found by her neighbor. She was face down on the riverbank in only nine inches of water. And she was roughly 150 feet from the cottage. She was barefoot and still in her pajamas. Jack was treated at the hospital for a head injury, burns and shock. Blood tests showed that he had a large amount of codeine in his system, and he had no idea why that drug was in his system. Jack was questioned by police for over three hours, but he was not able to remember anything past 11 a.m. that morning. An autopsy later determined Christina had not been physically assaulted, and there was no sign of burns on her body or smoke damage to her lungs. Blood tests revealed trace amounts of codeine in her system, the same drug that was found in Jack's tests. The autopsy concluded Christina's death was caused by drowning. On June 19, 1947, an inquest began in a packed courtroom in Bracebridge, Ontario, to uncover the truth about what happened to Christina. Some people were lining up to get autographs from Jack and Ronald. <clears throat> I didn't know what an inquest was, um, so just in case you don't know, the coroner must open an inquest into a death if there is reasonable cause to suspect that the death was due to anything other than natural causes. At the inquest, Ronald said that he, uh, sorry, he said not long after they arrived at the cottage, Christina became moody and emotional. She apparently went from weeping uncontrollably to being uncommunicative. Ronald reported she repeatedly asked him if he thought Jack really loved her, and that showed that she was unsure of where she stood with her new husband. If all of this is true, that would be an indication that Christina was experiencing mental health issues. But we only have Ron's word that Christina was acting erratically. But Ron 
because Ron claimed that he had kept the odd behavior from Jack because he didn't want to ruin their honeymoon. Also during the inquest, Ronald presented three letters as evidence that Christina was both suicidal and murderous. The first letter was addressed to Ronald. It was five weeks before the wedding, dated April 6th, which was Easter Sunday. Christina wrote that she had attempted suicide by poison, explaining, this will be the best way out as I cannot bear the thought of another girl having him. The second letter was also written to Ronald. It was dated shortly before Jack proposed. In this letter, Christina said that she had tried to kill herself and Jack by poisoning their food. She wrote, and I'm just paraphrasing, uh, there's no one for me but Jack. If I can't have him, no one can. I hoped he would ask me to marry him, but I guess I'm just a passing fancy. At the inquest, Jack did recall feeling ill around the time of this letter. The third letter was addressed to the landlady of the apartment Jack and Ronald lived at. Ronald said Christina gave him the letter to mail the day before that she died. A section of the letter reads, Ronnie is in a boat outside somewhere. By the time he gets back, everything will be all over with. He must be afraid something would happen because he's staying an extra day to make sure we go back to Toronto with him. If authentic, these letters could indicate Christina was suicidal and capable of murder. At the inquest, a handwriting expert confirmed that the letters were written by Christina. This, however, is not ironclad evidence. The reliability of forensic handwriting analysis has been questioned in recent years, with some experts considering it to be a pseudoscience. In 2019, researchers looked into forensic handwriting analysis and found, although it had been used as evidence in court for years, its standing as evidence is relatively weak. Although it's based on expert opinion, it's less reliable than other forms of evidence based on scientific knowledge. Two of the letters were given to Ronald by Christina. Some speculate he wrote them himself and then said that they were from Christina. Perhaps he even took advantage of Jack feeling sick that evening and weaved a poisoning plot into the story. The third letter is strange. Christina confessed her plan to murder her new husband to a landlady she barely knew and then conveniently asked Ron to mail the letter. It just seems hard to believe. During the inquest, Ronald's credibility was called into question when his story changed substantially. He initially told police that he found Jack alone at the cottage, then got him to safety, and then searched for Christina but failed to find her. In another statement, Ronald claimed he entered the burning cottage. He found Christina beside Jack. 
She was crying and completely uncommunicative. She refused to respond or to leave the cottage. Ronald dragged Jack outside and around 15 minutes later, Ronald said that he re-entered the cottage to save Christina, but she was gone. 15 minutes just seems like a long time when there's a fire and you're supposed to be rescuing somebody. Um, remember, the autopsy showed that she had no smoke damage to her lungs, so it's unlikely that she was in the cottage when the fire happened. Shortly after Christina's death, Jack confessed to police that he was having an intimate relationship with Ronald for years. During the inquest, Jack denied it, saying that he was coerced into saying his relationship with Ronald extended beyond friendship. But after repeated questioning, Jack confirmed his earlier statement, he and Ronald were lovers. During one of Ronald's many police statements, he admitted to being intimate with Jack, although he insisted that it only lasted a short time and that it had ended a long time ago. Locals in Severn Falls, where their cottage was, um, they knew both men and they confirmed the close relationship uh, that Jack and Ron had by the many trips they had taken to the cottage and that the neighbors had observed. Um, they said that there was a lot of gossip around the little community as to why Jack ever got married when he was clearly with Ronald. Even Jack's own family reportedly found the marriage surprising because of his relationship with his best friend. At the time, Ronald was having money issues. He was completely broke. Just before he married Christina, Jack took out two $5,000 life insurance policies. That would be $63,000 each in today's money. Um, he took the policies out on himself and Christina, and Ronald was the beneficiary of both. <clears throat> there was also a clause that stated that the beneficiary would get twice the sum in case of accidental death, which means Ronald would have received $250,000 in today's money if both Jack and Christina had died that day at the cottage. Ronald also took out a $5,000 insurance policy on the cottage, and the cottage mysteriously burned down. I don't recall that they ever found the um, reason the cottage um, had burned that day. And his policy named Jack as the beneficiary. Ronald's was Jack's primary beneficiary in his will. Jack's family was left with nothing. Everything would go to Ronald if Jack had died. Also, Christina's expensive wedding ring was never found. At the inquest, Ronald said that Christina had been raped by five men in April 1946. The men then blackmailed her about the incident. Ronald said that he borrowed money from several, several friends 
and gave Christina $12,000, which today would be around um, $155,000. And uh, he gave her the money so that she could pay the men off. Uh, but questions remain about how Ronald expected to be paid back, because that's a lot of money. If this is true, then it would explain why Jack married Christina so quickly, even if he was in love with Ronald. It was 1947. Maybe Jack felt he had to step up in some gallant attempt to save Christina's honor. After the public heard, that, heard of their affair and the details of how both men profited from, from Christina's death, it was suspected that Ronald and Jack were in on her murder together. Those who knew Jack said that he did not have the personality for it. He avoided confrontation, but he could be easily manipulated by others. So it is possible that Jack was manipulated by Ronald and tricked into doing things that he didn't realize the ramifications um, until it was too late. Ultimately, because of a lack of concrete evidence, the inquest was an, unable to determine if Christina's death resulted from foul play, and it was dropped. Jack and Ronald were free men. On May 26, 1947, Christina's funeral was held in this very same church that she had been married in only two weeks before. A young life tragically cut short and her family never fully recovered from their loss. Three years after Christina's death, Jack remarried. He never mentioned his first marriage or Christina's death to his new wife. They had a family together before separating in 1969, and the couple never officially divorced. Years later, Jack's son Richard married a woman named Sharon, who was an avid archivist and loved researching family history. In 1992, she stumbled upon microfilm articles that covered Christina's unexplained death. Sharon and Richard never mentioned the discovery to Jack. At the time, he was in poor health. And in 1998, he died, and he never knew that they knew his secrets. In 1956, Ronald gifted his Pekingese dog, Ling, to Richard, who was two years old at the time. Ronald moved to New York, where he just vanished, and the family never heard from him again. If you have any information on the unexplained death of Christina, I do have information in the description. I've also created a Facebook page for this podcast. And I'll add pictures and updates to the page as well. So thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this true crime story. And I hope you have a good day.